The Cogent Code Podcast, logical and convincing, a deep dive into the standards and rules we live by in today's society. I'm your host, Akil Bechtimba, and my co-host is Sia Parker. Welcome back to the Cogent Code Podcast. Today's episode, what's your summertime fine? They say that summertime fine is in the eyes of the beholder. So this episode, we're going to talk about how we launched into uh, our New Year's resolution and probably launch right back out of it. Um, how, you know, we want to lose a few pounds or inches or get a little fitter or just tighten up a bit. Today, we're going to discuss our journeys, what we've learned and how we plan to get summertime fine. Hey, Sia. Hey, I don't know how I feel about all that. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about the Urban Dictionary because, you know, it has a summertime fine in the Urban Dictionary, and it basically no. says, it does. It really does. It says when someone is so fine that they are they are like the summertime. When you're oh. around them, you feel carefree and happy. Damn, is damn, she is so gorgeous, I can't even describe it. It's not even that. When I'm around her, I feel so amazing. That's what the Urban Dictionary says. And there's another one, which I also okay. like. This one is kind of funny. So everybody, it's called summertime fine, right? Not summertime fine. It says, this is when someone is only fine some of the time. Oh, some of the time, not summertime, right? We talk about yeah, summertime. It says, about some it says time. summertime, but they said it's some of the time. <laughs> So damn that girl is summertime fine. She looks she looks good every other day. (laughs) (laughs) That's excellent. That's excellent. Once a month, fine. Who knows? Listen. Anyway, some of us it's like that. You know what I mean? Every other day. That's right. That's right. And you know, that's why I opened it up talking about, you know, fine or summertime fine or some of the time fine. Uh, is really in the eye of the beholder, right? So it, you know, it depends on what, where you want to be, how you want to be, and how you want to feel, and all that good stuff. Because I know, um, you know, we talked about, you know, in different stages, you could still be fine. Yeah, you could be chubby fine. You could be skinny fine. You could be uh, fine fine. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Hot girl summer fine. I mean, we could keep going all day. Keep going. Day. Keep going. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I was uh, watching a video the other day. I forget the name of the, the cat, um, but he does a lot of YouTube videos. He has, he's really, really funny. But he's a big dude, right? And he calls himself Chuff. Chubby and Buff mixed together. How you, you like know, that? Let, you know, there's... I have a friend that uh, we we always say that some people are uh, chubby tight. Which yeah, means that you're you're chub you're chubbier, like you're not skinny, but your body's tight, so you're not flabby. You know what I mean? Right, so you're just right, kind of right. thick, right? So right. you could be chubby tight, or you could be like jiggly wiggly, right? Where your body, like when you walk, it's just jiggling everywhere. It's jiggling, right. baby. And usually black girls want their butts to be jiggling, but the thighs yeah. and everything else, we, we, we're not into the jiggle, the wiggle jiggle very much. It's not, not head to toe. You don't want the jiggle neck. You don't want the jiggle arms. Try to not, cut down all of that. The jiggle neck or the jiggle arms, not, 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 
it's not the finest moment. So, you know, I feel him. I feel him on his, his. Yeah. He was kind of owning it. You know, he was like, I'm chuff, you know, but I think that, uh, you know, he's still trying to, he's trying to get, you know, he's trying to get a little slimmer, a little slimmer on it. And, and, you know, but he's not, he's not a small dude. So his frame is not going to allow him to get too small. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, let's not, let's, let's not talk about what all myself. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to listen. I've been small before. Yeah. Yeah. I've, okay. I've been really, really little before a uh, hundred pounds soaking wet, but do I think that that's where I'd like to be in life? No, because I personally like to be a little shapely. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. be, I don't, I, you know, when I was younger, I felt like um, it was, it was pretty flat up and down, you know, <laughs> it was just kind of, <laughs> You know, I had nice legs that were always like, yeah, that were always like, you know, really in shape. Yeah, muscular, right? I I have a more muscular frame, but it was, you know, it it, it needed some curvation. So now I got curvation, right? I'm I'm curvy girl now. Um, No belly though, because y'all can't see me. I don't have a belly. I, I never, I never really get a belly, so I'm very blessed that way. But right. one of my friends told me that summer bodies are made in the winter. Ah, so we almost out of winter. We better get busy. We are already getting busy. That's right. So what are, so, so, yeah, so let's get into the journey. So what are you, what are you, uh, what are you doing? What have you learned? What's your plan? Like what's, what's happening? Let's see. I know you got me, you're my accountability partner these days. So you're trying to, Trying to check me on, you know, the sugar intake, on the, you know, on the, on the juice, on the, you know, yeah. bread. Definitely, we cut now. But so, what's, what's your move right now? So I'll tell you what my moves have been, and then I'll get to my move because Current I've move. been, I've done the uh, lemonade diet before. That's where you drink just lemonade, cayenne pepper, and. Uh, water that that's a hot mess i've done that to get ready for a vacation or two i've done keto before which wait wait, let's stop let's stop at the lemonade joint for one second okay okay so yeah so when you is that the when you get the like gallon jugs of it from the yeah that's all you drink drink only that you don't eat anything you only drink that for like what three days four days or whatever Uh, i went five days did you and did you did you so it sounds like it you dropped quickly with that. Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I dropped definitely because you're, you're just, it's lemonade, cayenne pepper, maple syrup. That's all that's in there. And um, you can make it yourself. I actually like to make it more than I like to buy it. Cause some people will spice it up with the cayenne mm. and I can't handle right. that. Right, right. But, but yeah, you will drop about 10 or 11 pounds or 12 pounds in, in a week. But First of all, that's probably just water weight and your body being in pure shock at mm-hmm. um, the starvation that you're putting it through. Right. But um, and also you get very lightheaded because obviously you're not eating anything and you shouldn't be exercising or anything else because you might pass out. But so yeah. I've, I've done that. I've done I did that one, too, though. I, I, that's why I wanted to stop you there. What? I actually tried. That's why I wanted to see what you're. How many days? Outcomes for me. I did three days. I did three. I bought three of those gallon joints, and I and I. That's all I did for three days straight. I might have did five days. I don't remember. It was it was. It seemed like a whole week, but I didn't. It didn't do anything. It didn't do anything but irritate me. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I. I may have lost 
maybe four or five pounds. And that I think was because I just didn't eat all week. And, uh, but it didn't, you know, I was very disappointed. I was kind of had the hype, you know, I had caught up in the hype, the whole, you know, 10 pounds, you know, it was going to get me going like a whole kind of kickstart situation for the journey. But that was, yeah, no, that didn't happen for me. I, Okay, so stay away from that one. Um, okay, okay, so you yeah, have one thumbs up for that one and one thumbs down for that one. Okay, let's go to the next one. I've done, oh, let's do uh, Jenny Craig. I've done Jenny Craig before. Have you ever done Jenny Craig? No, no, I did Jerry Craig. So basically, I've done Jenny Craig um, before when I've wanted to lose weight. That, um, you know, what's cool about Jenny Craig is that they give you the food, so you just warm it up, but you got to have a whole lot of freezer space and refrigerator space for that situation. And the one thing I think about that kind of situation is that you're not really teaching yourself how to cook or maintain it, right? Because once, you know, you don't take the Jenny Craig prescribed food, you're going to blow up like a balloon. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Eventually. Okay. So I didn't, but I'm just saying. So how much difference, how much different, how much different is the Jenny Craig compared to today's like there's a lot of companies out there that do meal prep right they they send you the meals um on, on a nutrition plan or, or strategy and you get isn't isn't that basically jenny craig also no i've done What's factor 75 i've done um this one there was a really good one in los angeles when i lived there um that would deliver to my door which and i i liked which was fresh food and it would come in a little zip zipped um uh like zipper bag that I could take mm -hmm. to work every day. Um okay. that one was called something else. But those foods are very fresh. They're brand, you know, mm -hmm. fresh and good berries and all that kind of stuff. Jenny Craig is freeze-dried in in ways. Oh. So you're definitely eating something that seems more processed. Um so very different, um, and very different in the price points as well. Um, so I think Nutrisystem and Jenny Craig and those kind of ones, Atkins from the store, all are in that vein where it's kind of freeze dried, frozen type of scenario or something that you're warming it's up. Got a preservative in it that that is keeping yeah. it edible. And then the other ones that you're describing are fresher food, um, probably right. a couple hundred dollars a week. You're probably spending at least a, a little like two hundred dollars on. Uh, mm -hmm. average depending on how many meals those are fresh not processed um chef prepared curated type of yeah. uh meal so a lot healthier um if you want to do that um so i've tried that before i don't know i just am like a diet anything you want to throw at me keto i've done keto i really like keto for those of you who love keto i did like keto because you could eat all kinds of cheese and all kinds of fat yeah. and I mean, yeah. it was yummy. Did I think for my cholesterol, it was probably doing me a disservice? Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it was it was interesting. But now, today, All right. um, for, the, for this round, for this round, hopefully this is yes, the yes. last, um, I'm doing what's called Bright Line Eating. And it's based on um, a, uh, a uh, cognitive... Um, I think she was a cognitive cognitive psychologist or something, mm -hmm. a PhD. Uh, and she basically, instead of uh, using a diet in uh, a way of kind of um, 
looking at it from a um, from just like a, a, a short term situation. She looked at it as a, like a lifestyle scenario, which I think is a little bit better approach. She also kind of um, looked at um, the psych the psychologic nature of food and uh, the addiction to food, and in particular, sugar and flour. Um, she talks a little bit about caffeine, although it's it's okay to have caffeine on the program. Um, but most of it is the addiction that uh, we have to sugar and flour. And she makes a lot of sense because she talks about how uh, experiments on rats that have been done have showed that when they're fed like sugar water or when um, they're fed certain kind of products, they are addicted to it. And cannot really, their brain can't really differentiate it from real food. Like, for instance, uh, they would be attracted to the sugar water and not even eat real food. If if it was offered, they would rather have the sugar water, which is kind of interesting. Just in America, if you think about how many foods have sugar in them and how many foods have flour in them. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is that she, she, even though... um, we have a lot of substitutes for sugar and substitutes for flour, like almond flour, coconut flour, and the, and the sugars we have like the stevia and true and truvia and um, all. She recommends that you stay away from all of those things because your body still recognizes it as sugar, even though it's not giving you the same, like maybe you're not getting the sugar intake, but your body is still uh, your brain is still recognizing it as a spike in your insulin and it, as, as a sugar um, or a flour. So no sugar, no flour. You have to have meals at meal time, three meals only, and you cannot snack it or taste or whatever. Uh, anything else, you just do those and then um, weigh your food. So those are the four bright lines. Uh, mostly you're... You, the one thing that's good about this one is that you can have a little bit of dairy. You're not eating a lot of dairy because the food just isn't calling for it. So you're pretty much cutting out dairy and maybe just little quantities of dairy. Um, But you're having a lot of vegetables, a lot of a good amount of protein grains. You can have potatoes and stuff like that. Things that you'd like corn and other things. And the thing that I really love about it is that you can have fruit Yeah. at your morning and your, um, uh, your lunchtime, you can have fruit, which most diets, including keto, other than berries, right? They'll cut out fruits. And I like pineapple and mango and those kind of fruits, right? And so you can have that. So that's what I'm well, doing I now. It, I thought it was interesting when you were telling me about it before, too, though, that um, that it calls for you to eat the, the raw fruit in its whole and not juice it, right? Because a lot of a lot yeah. of diets out there, I mean, or or just kind of nutritional plans out there, you know, call for a lot of juicing, a lot of, you know, green juicing and a lot of fruit juicing and a lot of things like that. And so this one in particular does not uh, does not allow the juicing of it. It actually you the only way that you can consume it is by eating the fruit itself or the whole fruit. Right. Yeah, because um, she basically says that. Um, when a, a when a fruit is intact, that it the fiber in the fruit mm-hmm. and the sugar in the fruit, once it, it's intact, helps your body to break it down. That that it break it down. 
Um, and it doesn't recognize or spike your insulin because their fiber is connected to the fruit. And as you're eating it, both is being digested. Right. When you smoothie it up or you juice it, you separate the fiber from the sugars. And therefore, your body does recognize it as kind of like a spike in insulin. Again, she's really trying to get your brain That's, yeah. and the way that you look, you, your brain reacts to food because her... Um, in her research, she finds that if you have sugar, then you want more sugar. If you mm -hmm. have flour, then you want more flour. So by not um, stimulating that part of your brain, I guess, um, you're not going to crave it, right? Because right. you don't, you're not, you're not spiking anything. It's not recognizing it. That's why she cuts out the, even the other types of flours and the, the uh, fake, the fake sugars as well. Yeah, I thought that was because I I was asking you about that also. And that was, um, you know, we think about, you know, in comparison to other, you know, kind of nutritional plans, um, they allow for honey because it's, you know, especially natural organic um, honey. They allow for agave, you know, sweetener and some of those other ones. And, um, and like you said, coconut and stuff like that. So um, this one not allowing that really lets me it really makes me think. And I, and I did, you know, I, I did buy the audio book. So I am listening to it, see if I want to jump on the bandwagon, but it also, is it, yeah, it also is interesting though, that it's a whole reprogramming of the brain, you know, uh, thing. And for those who, who are um, listening and are interested, uh, her name is Susan Pierce Thompson. She's a PhD yeah. And the book is um, called Bright Line Eating the Science of Living Happy, Thin, and Free, which is an interesting title, too. Um, but the subject matter is obesity, weight loss, maintenance, and food addiction, as Sia was talking about with the food addiction. So um, if you're interested, you can jump on in there. But let's let's talk about more. Are you, Do you do in, in this journey, um, are you doing any supplements is there anything like uh you know are you increasing your vitamin c are you doing the turmeric are you doing you know because those are those are these are all the things that you know float around in this whole kind of when people are trying to get right and get the system right and all this kind of stuff you hear, so you hear I, different herbs and things like that so yeah so i do take um uh in in my water in the morning sometimes i'll take a pre and probiotic um, which also has, it helps to regulate your uh, insulin anyway, and kind of how your body's processing sugar. So I, I, I take the one, it's from Sweet Kick, it, um, Hallie Pasenak. He's a famous um, um, nutritionist and uh, uh, personal trainer to the stars. He has this thing called Sweet Kick, um, where he has these pills you can also put in your mouth and It'll pretty much anything you try to taste that sweet will taste like dirt. Um, oh, I don't yes, I did see that. <laughs> I don't did take I, the the. Obviously, I don't need the the um, the pills, right? Because I'm not having any sugar. But I do take the pre and probiotic that comes along with that because I find that when you change your diet drastically, sometimes your body doesn't want to. Um, uh, you know, flush out the toxins, it kind of gets mm -hmm. a little like startled by what's going on. And then you kind of get, you know, it. yeah, painting. So I, I have taken that 
Um, I usually take a prebiotic elderberry. Um, I do, I do like to take turmeric, cinnamon, and I also take um, vitamin D normally, but I'm not doing any of those things right now other than the pre and probiotic because um, I just want to make sure that I'm eating the right. proper way and I'm not adding all of this extra stuff into the mix. Um, but I've been on it for over uh, a, a week and a couple of days. I've mm -hmm. personally lost seven pounds already, which okay. is pr pretty good in, in a very short period of time. But the reason I started doing this is that my cousin's husband has lost like 50 pounds on it. Wow. And two other people he knows have lost 30 or 40 pounds on it. And he came to see me um, uh, just recently. Um, we we saw each other and he looked fabulous, number one. And number two, he told me, I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, you know, um, COVID, I think, has made a lot of people um, kind of um, pay attention to the fragility of, of being Absolutely. of life, you know, <laughs> and um, wanting to just make sure you don't have comorbidities for COVID and just realizing that um, also you not being able to go out that much is also leading to a more sedentary, uh, sedentary type of lifestyle. So I think all of those coupled with like some people um, around him passing away from things and also um, people dying from COVID right on, honestly is a little scary, but yeah. um for me, it's like, um, I'd like to be summertime fine, right? I also, um, one thing I think it's doing for me is it's uh, in law school, when I was in law school, what I would do every day, and I'm sure a lot of people do this, is I'm not a big eater. I don't eat a lot of food. Um, mm -hmm. But what happens is, is that I would start my day with Starbucks every day. I mean, even when I was in law school, like literally I would sit at the cafe probably for 12 hours studying and I would just drink the coffee to stay up. Right. But I no way was I drinking a black coffee. So I was drinking a latte or a vanilla latte or a, and I've been doing that. I, you know, I graduated in 2006 from law school. So I, I've been doing that same behavior from for since 2003 until now. And so um, even now I get, uh, I get lattes and stuff like that on my way to work. I mean, obviously not now on Brightline, but I was doing that. So if you think about how much dairy, uh, some of those Starbucks drinks have like 64 grams of sugar in a yes. grande. Yes. So and that it's, is and it, a lot. And it's syrup and all the, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Four or five pumps of syrup and then you got the cream and sweet cream and, and caramel drizzle and chocolate drizzle and right. You know, and even if you're talking about the blended drinks, yeah. But I also would do the healthier versions, like the honey oat latte, or I would do something that's like not, you know, almond milk and all that kind of jazz, right? But the, if you still look at the sugar content, even in those drinks, it's pretty high, maybe 38 grams or 20. But if you're starting, if you think about kind of what Susan is saying in the book. If I'm waking up and within two hours of waking up, I'm spiking my insulin by having 64 grams of sugar yeah. just in like the first couple of hours, like 
throughout the day, I did, I, I wouldn't really eat. I, sometimes I get very busy. I won't eat. It'll be three o'clock. I'll look down. And I'm like, oh, no, I haven't even eaten lunch. So it's not I've never been a real overeater ever. I don't even finish my plate when I go out to dinner with people. I always take food home. My ex used to be like, oh, my God, like, are you going to really bring all this food home? Bring, and your, then I would, bring your, your own doggy bag every time you went? Every time. And then he'd be like, yeah, and he would be like, why is there all this food in the refrigerator? But it's just that I just couldn't eat the food, but I wanted whatever I wanted. Of course. Of but course. but I didn't probably couldn't eat the food because I was drinking like 64 grams of sugar and probably 1200 calories right in the morning upon waking up. So just a good like one thing I'm thankful for right now is that I've cut it like mm -hmm. I've been able to cut it out and I'm actually not for the first week. It was rough, though. I had Yeah, headaches. I was going to ask you, were you the were you not only? Yeah. So physically and then, you know, and then kind of the the way that it impacts folks mentally. Right. Like people are like, don't talk to me until I've had my first cup of coffee. And to me, I think that that, you know, a lot, it has a lot to do with that, that, uh, you know, just a just, I need that caffeine to wake me up. But I also think that, you know, the habitual folks that do that, like you were just mentioning, it's almost like part of my routine. Like, mm -hmm. let me get past this part of my right routine. And it could have been decaffeinated and it could have been, you know, but you just got to get past that part of your routine before you can start dealing with people. And you didn't. Well, for the, didn't for the last up. couple of days, well, I did feel the withdrawal. I do drink a little bit of coffee with almond milk now, but that's it. No sugar in it, which no is sugar. not mm -hmm. the greatest way to taste it. But yeah. but I take so, a couple. So it's of not vanilla milk. almond milk. It's just regular unsweetened. No, it's vanilla milk. unsweetened almond milk, but it has no sugar in it at all. Zero. Yeah. Uh, Khalifa. It's by Khalifa Foods. But okay. but I but I take a couple of sips. I don't finish the whole cup. I just take a couple of sips of the coffee. It still gives me, or I have English breakfast tea with a little almond milk in it, and it seems to fulfill the warmth of, of the coffee and that routine, but I'm not now having all the dairy and all the sugar and all the stuff that I was having before. So it's been okay, but I was, I have a job where mentally I have to be at a high level of functioning. Of and literally like the first week I was like, I'm sorry, I'm a diet. I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> Yeah, all meetings have to be moved down to at least 10 o'clock. Right. I was just like, no they were problem. like, uh, do you know how to spell anymore? Are you okay over there? I mean, it was just, it, it was a little rough, but now I feel great. I feel, I feel really good. I feel, and not just losing weight good. Like, oh, I lost pounds. Look good. I feel pretty. I don't feel heavy as far as like when you eat something. More energetic. More energetic. Um, my skin is starting to be a little brighter. I can just tell, you know, today my hair is really nice and bouncy. I don't think it's because of that, but who knows, right? So it, it just, just um, it's just good. So What's I've been water? trying to drag. How much water do you have to drink? How much water are you drinking? Uh, she doesn't specify your water, interestingly no? enough, but I That's like to. Water right there. Yeah. This one is uh, 1.58 quarts or 50.7 fluid ounces of water. So this from Trader Joe's, I'd like to get a uh, mountain spring water because it's relatively cheap and you can get a big old um, a one like this. And what I try to do is I try to get as close to drinking the entire thing okay. for the day, yeah. right? 
And if I do that, I feel like, okay, you've done. That probably helps knock the cravings down a little bit too. Cause I mean, if you, you know, depending, if you're drinking 50, you know, 50 to, I think 64 ounces is a gallon, right? So 50 to 64 ounces of water in a day, you probably are feeling full a lot of the day as well. But you may have to be running back and forth to the bathroom every five seconds. So, well, luckily I'm at home too, so that's great, right? My my bathroom's not that far, and I think that that's why I thought that this was a really great time to try to do this, yeah, right? Because I am at home and I'm not at work, and so I can I don't have to get you know run all the way out my office and into you know and then unlock the door and do all that. I don't have to do all that. I just can kind of chill and do it, but Mm -hmm. I do go to the bathroom more often when you drink more water. But um, I, again, I'm not really what, what's happening to me now, which is and maybe my stomach is already shrunk, but um, I actually have, I ate a rice, rice cake and some nut butter this morning and I was supposed to have two rice cakes and the entire other rice cake is sitting there still. Cause I haven't thrown it away yet, uh, but I'm not, didn't, I didn't eat that. Like yeah. You didn't, didn't. My, my lunch, I couldn't even eat the fruit. Mm-hmm. And at dinner, I didn't, I don't eat the salad. So I'm literally, but I think that I'm normally like that. I just don't, right. I'm not a hungry person. Um, for some people, I think the portion control is probably harder oh, than it is doubt. for me. Without a doubt. If you were, if you were to, yeah, if we were to turn the the microscope down on me. That would be the, that would be the issue. I mean, for me, if it's something I like portion control is an issue. If it's something that, you know, um, and then, I made a mistake. Um, one, two, too, too sedentary. Two, the you know the things that I like aren't always the best things to eat in bulk. Um, but the other thing is just that I, you know, uh, is it's the portion and and just not. I think it's for me. It's always been just the not moving. When I was, you know, when we met, I was personal trainer in the gym and I was working out like, you know, twice a day or more sometimes. And so it was a different, different situation, but, you know, especially during COVID, even before COVID, you know, I work from home, I run a business from home. And so, you know, I spend hours and hours and hours in my chair. And although I have a gym in my house, right next door to my office, it has, too many cobwebs and too much dust because it is not being used uh, adequately. So yeah, now the portion control, but you know, I was thinking about my question to you about the supplements. Um, you know, I, I know my makeup and I'm, I'm definitely reading um, the bright line stuff because I'm looking to, you know, how it impacts life, lifestyle and those kind of things. And also looking, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a blender. So I'm thinking about, and when I mean, I don't mean like actually blending stuff. I mean more like I'll find some things that I really like in one plan and some things that I really like in another plan. And I'll kind of customize some of the things, you know, as long as they're not in conflict, obviously with each other, but uh, I'll customize some things. And then as far as supplements go, like I do CMOS every day. Are you familiar with the CMOS with like CMOS gel? So CMOS is supposed to have, um, it's a, it's a, um, it's basically, it's CMOS that you blend (laughs) (laughs) like actual CMOS from like, you know, some, one of the islands and you actually blend it into a gel and then you take like, 
you can put it in smoothies, you can put it in, you know, drinks, you could, you know, I, I just take it, you know, you, you're supposed to take like two spoonfuls a day, but it's supposed to have like 199 or something of the 102 minerals that your body requires on a, every day. It has like 99 of them in this, in this composition. And so, um, so I take that for vitamins. I know when I take that consistently, I feel, I feel it. Like I feel the difference. Um, so I do that. I do the, you know, vitamin C I do, you know, I've been, been since we started COVID, I've been pumping the, trying to pump the immune system, you know, the battle things. I'm the only one in my house who, who never has up to this point, knock on wood, not, um, tested positive. So, uh, so I've been pumping the immune system up, but besides that, um, like I'm trying to blend some things. So when yeah, you were talking, I don't, about, I, I don't think so. You don't believe like, in the blend? Well, here's the deal. Like if people, if you think about it, and I just gave an example of someone that I know who's lost 48 mm-hmm. pounds in four and a half months. Mm-hmm. To me, if you if you just do exactly what she says and it works for four and a half months and then you want to blend whatever you want to blend, go on ahead right. because right. now you've already gotten whatever weight off. Like, and maybe it's three months or two months for you. Maybe it's a week, you know, whatever. But I feel like the blending situation, if you have something that prove is proven to work, I, and I think before I, I, did, I, I messed it up, right? Well, I think, yeah. And then the other thing is I was hesitant because I had to give up sugar and I, and, and the coffee and my coffee drinks. And I, the day before I started this, I went and got three potato tacos from this <laughs> taco. I love tacos, right? So I went with one of my girlfriends, poor girl. She drove me like an hour to this. T- it's not even an hour away, but there was traffic for some reason, but. Mm-hmm. we went and got potato tacos and um and I wanted to eat them because I felt like it was like the last supper right like oh my gosh but you know right now I'm you know last weekend we went we went for a walk we we tend to walk near the water and stuff like that and um so I can get my steps and we I still I exercise I get on the peloton I walk I do things like that right. but but, but we did the walk. Not supposed to be any exercise, right? So the first few days you didn't do any exercise, and no, then you- and I haven't done exercise. I only did the walk so far okay. with that, but I do do a pel- the peloton in normal life, right? But right. she 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 did do a blog and say that you can't exercise, that it's not a pass not to exercise for the rest of the time. She just doesn't want you to exercise at first because you tend to burn more calories and you tend to get more hungry. So if you're trying to like stay within your right lines and you're revving up your metabolism and then you're wanting to eat, you know, 10 ounces of something. And that's not in your bright line and weighing your food, you're just going to make yourself stressed out. So that's why she suggests that you at first don't exercise. It's not that you don't exercise forever. And it's, and she's not saying don't walk or do the things she's just saying strenuous exercise will cause stress on your system and you'll want to eat more. So is it is it so prescriptive that it's you know, I know you talked about weighing food and you talked about portion control. Is it so prescriptive that it is, um, you know, like you said, four ounces? Are you weighing? Do you actually have like the scale on the counter and you're like weighing the meat or protein, weighing your, you know, whatever you're eating? You're actually weighing it. Are you like saying, okay, it's the size of my hand and I'm good to go? No, I weigh it. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty disciplined on on stuff when you put your mind to it. So I can see you like (laughs) 
all meticulous? You keep a journal and the whole night? Are you like, I don't go- keep the journal. I don't do that part. And I did do the meditation and making my bed because she has certain things you suggest. But oh, I'm not going to get that. so Talk about that because I think that that's a good a good piece too. Yeah. So basically, she's working on your mental state, right? So she tells you to every day get up, make your bed, so that. And you know, I was doing it. I haven't. Done, I didn't do it this morning, but when I was doing it, and I would get back upstairs to go to sleep at night, it would feel so good to see my bed was made, right? I don't know why. But she said, get into the practice of making your bed. And then meditation, she recommends. So I would do Peloton had meditation. So I would just five or 10 minutes meditate, you know, when I first woke up, and just quiet your mind, get ready for the day. It, 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 it was nice, right? Because I felt just, especially when I was going through the first week where it was really grueling right. and I was thinking, holy heck, yeah, what I was, was doing to myself. Days. Yeah, it was a couple of days. I remember that you were like, yo, I have a headache. I don't feel like, you know, like you have to like really, you know, kind of go into your space and, uh, right. and, and, and get through it. Yeah. But you, I mean, that, that was only a week ago or so. So I and you and you're like, you know, you got all the energy in the world now. So it obviously doesn't last. It doesn't. And again, I think that the things you fear before you start it, it's not like I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. I I stop eating at about five or six at the max. I don't eat anymore after that because I've already finished my third meal. Since there's no snacking, I'm not going to have anything else. Right. I start eating at about eight in the morning and I have usually my tea or uh, if I'm going to taste my coffee, I'll do that. And then I have a rice cake or a piece of Ezekiel toast, which is sprouted uh, bread, only it's not bread. Yep. Um, so I'll have that and I'll have some uh, nut butter on it and some fruit on top of it, like banana or something. Okay. And then I will have a little bit of meat because the, the protein there, I'm not getting two ounces of nut butter, right? I'm only getting a very little bit. Then I'll, I have a piece of meat and then normally I have some fruit and that's it. And then I just wait for lunch. Lunch is at about 12. And then I have my dinner. And then literally, I'm not hungry because the spacing out of the food isn't that far. Right. And also what I'm eating, uh, especially with the fruit, makes you feel like you had a little bit of sugar. Yep. You feel you feel like, oh, well, I don't need to grab a cupcake or. Right, right. It sounds like it's it's um, and I think that this would apply probably to any plan, but it really sounds like she's she's working to do some programming around just discipline period, because, you know, I think that that's probably where the, you know, getting up and making your bed every morning that like, that's a, a, a disciplined routine that, that, you know, we know in studies and in management books and all these kind of stuff is a, is a practice of highly successful people, right? There's a, you know, that this, you know, highly functioning people, they do things like that. There, there's certain routines that they do. You know, I, I look, I read books around. You know, getting up at five o'clock in the morning every day and reading, and then meditating, and then having breakfast, and making sure there's exercise, and you know, like this whole routine that you know most of the highest functioning people do on a daily basis. And this sounds very close to being um, kind of at least in that realm of you know, kind of that mental discipline. And if you get into that routine for what, how, how many days does it take to make a habit? 30 days, 35 days? Well, no, she says that that's not true, that those habit oh, okay. books are not really true. 
that she says some people it can take as little as 18 days, but a lot of people it takes over 55 days to form a habit. So that's the, the 21 days for a habit isn't actually true. Scientifically, they've proven that that's not true for everyone. But, um, but what she also wants you to do is she wants you to write your food the night before. The reason why she says that I don't do that part is that she says that um, if you have to make a choice, um, and, and you're the type of person that could tend to make a bad choice if you're not, you know, if you if you're not already if if you're not automated, right? That you could choose something bad, right? For me, I don't have that problem because I have my food my uh, fridge is filled with vegetables and the meats and stuff like that, and so it's going to be what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like that's just how I am. But because I, I said that I'm going to do this, so I'm doing it. But I could see how. You know, some people could, I don't know, like get off, like being like, oh, I don't even feel like cooking or I don't know what I'm going to make or there's nothing to eat when there's a full fridge and then you order something. Right. And even so, today I, I had a meeting, my, you, you heard I had a meeting, a three hour meeting. Right. So no. I couldn't cook my lunch today. Right. And that could have put me in a bad situation. And my, uh, the, the administrative assistant ordered lunch for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I had her go to Luna Grill, which I like, and I usually get a Santorini bowl, which has rice and quinoa and kale and hummus mm-hmm. and olives and onions and chicken. And mm-hmm. I told her no rice, no quinoa. And I, I had extra kale, you know, so I pretty much stayed in the bright line anyway. Good, good, I didn't, didn't be like, uh, and, you know, and it doesn't have any dressing of any kind. The hummus kind of acts mm-hmm. as, the, as the dressing mm-hmm. because, you know, I knew today that I would have, to, I could make some bad choices if I wanted to, but I didn't. Right. That's good. That's good. That's impressive. So um, when are you going to do it? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I know that, I know that for me, I, I know that a couple things have to happen no matter what um, nutritional plan I, I follow. One is that I do have to have to um, execute a nutritional plan because I am, you know, I will go, I, I, I will go, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have a good um, breakfast. Um, that breakfast can be just, a pe- you know, some fruit or, or a smoothie or something like that. I'm really trying to be pretty good with that. And then, um, and then I, I, you know, I'll get to work. And then, like you said, it'll be five o'clock. And I will have not, you know, I will not have eaten lunch. I will not, you know, I'll probably drink a bunch of water because I'm sitting here working and having meetings back to back. Um, but I'll be, I don't like to say starving. I'll be very hungry by that time, right? Five, six o'clock. And so whatever is, you know, in in reach is is going down, you know? And so a couple things. One, I got to get the get the things out of the house, like you were talking about that, that shouldn't be eaten period. And then two, um, got to get on a better schedule, but, but I think my biggest challenge as far as being, um, you know, making a change is going to be, and has always been uh, consistency on, on working out. So they prove that only 20% actually is attributed to working out for anyone. Right. So 80% is your diet. Like we can all pretend that it, that it's not. Cause I used to be a workout crazy person. Like, 
literally like I used to do like classes and then I would come back and do another class and then I would be on the treadmill and, you know, yeah. like just a crazy person. But the truth of the matter is, is like you can't outwork out a bad diet. Right. And that's, that's absolutely truth, right. right. That's absolutely. So it's right. like I feel like even with her suggestion of not working out and people are dropping those that weight at that mm-hmm. rate, and you get to four or five months and you've gotten like working out is way easier with 20, 30 pounds down, right? Like so, oh, like if you think about it, right? So you'd be like, you know, even now seven pounds down, like I, you know, if I worked out, it'd probably be even easier than it was a week ago, right? Yeah, Just yeah, on your on your joints. I just want to be, that's absolutely right. So, I mean, there has to be some kind of, for you know, for me, I'm not lifting heavy weights. I'm not doing, you know, anything real um, uh, high impact. Um, but I have to, like, I got to, the strength and the, you know, the resistance training is, is mandatory for me. The, you know, definitely the cardio, but the resistance training and the strength building and the agility and the flexibility and all those kind of things. So, you know, looking at, looking at incorporating all of those kind of things into my situation, but I do, um, I do like a lot of the things that uh, I'm reading that I'm hearing and I'm, I'm seeing from your experience with Brightline. Um, so it, it's, a. Uh, it's definitely, you know, I'm leaning, definitely leaning in that direction. And I just need to. Well, I think you should not lean that direction. I think <laughs> you should do her 14 day challenge, which she only challenges you to try it for 14 oh, days because okay. you can do anything for 14 days yeah. and see if you can do it. And if you can and you just follow it exactly, no juice, no juice, no juice. Right, then right, right. what happens is I think you'll figure out like. This is easy, like I could do this every day and it wouldn't be that for you if you can't if you don't get up for the middle i would just have your lunch already sitting next to you that's probably good because you could do like some of the days where i was on the run i did carrots and snap peas and hummus and mm-hmm. a little bit of chicken and then a piece of fruit so i, I that's how much that do, I you do? do you do the hummus with the the like the supremely hot one with the like the middle that's really hot or you just do like a regular hummus like do you I have like a favorite hummus? hummus yeah like garlic, garlic. Yeah. okay all right got you i'm not into the hot you know i don't really yeah i like the, the i like the hot i like the hot with you know carrot sticks and and um you know celery and stuff like that so that's i never tried it on the salad situation though like you like you mentioned earlier though that might i be do like to mix it in kale right it kale mm-hmm. is not the most easy uh it's a no. little more rough yeah. Right, but but when you mix something in it, it makes it you know better. I like kale chips though. I I do like kale chips. Yeah. But um, that I make you can make with a little sea salt in your oven. But now I'm not snacking, so those are not going to help me. Right. I don't need any kale chips in my life right now. But but I you know I'll do that kind of stuff. But anyways, I you know I'm not a walking billboard for Susan Pierce Thompson. Right. Of course. I haven't been of doing course. that for for that long. But I I do think that out of the diets we just ran down. It's right. pretty easy for me and it's not as challenging as I thought it was going to be. Right. Right. No, that's cool. I, I, yeah. And I, I mean, I think, you know, the whole thing is about the whole summertime fine, you know, episode and, and what we're talking about is really just it, is health and finding your own, you know, everybody has, there wouldn't be that many diets out there to choose from if somebody wasn't successful in, 
one person was at least one person was successful in all of them. Right. Um, so I think you got to find your, you definitely got to find your fit. I know. Um, but I think that the, you know, one of the things that, that really resonate with me is kind of just the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the mental piece of it, right. Cause we talk so much about the, the physical part of it, you know, what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're not eating, what we're not drinking, what are, you know, I, you know, we talked about vitamins and we talking about all this other stuff. Um, but it's really that mental, you know, I, I really, I think the thing with the, you know, just generally, even if we weren't talking about this subject, the whole getting up and making your bed every day, it's proven that that makes you more productive, you know, in the day. And like you said, it's really nice to come back at night and get in a, you know, nicely made up bed. Um, so, so just things like that. And, and it's an, it's an, a trip to me how, how those things kind of impact other things in your life you know, when you start I, to I think do right stuff. now yeah i think you're making a good point because covid is as a mental impact on people mm-hmm. it's having a physical impact on people um we're fatigued by now it's been over a year that we've been mostly in our homes and and, and so to me what my whole goal also although we're calling it summertime fine is i don't want to get out of covid worse than when i went in it right, right like i hope right. that when i get out of the scenario and I'm able to return back that I'm in a better place than I was when I even went in it, which that means mentally, physically, uh, and emotionally, right? Really using this time and introspection to really decide to do different, do different things and, uh, appreciate things differently. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously we do this podcast, so there's going to be a lot of growth that we've seen in ourselves over, this this amount of time where we can like listen to the our thoughts right maybe a year from now our podcast could be very different right because we'd be we're, because we're not in covid there That's might right. be other things we're talking about and also i think that social media and mainstream media is going to return back to something crazy because people are going to want to get out and travel and do all this stuff so the social media aspect of people going back to their fake lives It's going to go to an all time high because everybody's craving it. But I just um, really hope that, you know, that that all of it comes together in a nice way for me where I'm like, okay, look, that was time to, you know, I was hibernating. I got my stuff going, you know, and now I'm about to take over the world. Right. Type of mentality. So you're going to come along with me. Yeah, no well, doubt, no doubt, and it and it um you know and it's it's you know it's all part of the mission and all part of the journey. I mean, it's it's you know this this physical and and you know mental is all part of um, what needs to be done for us to move forward all the way around, and it applies to everything. I mean, we've had we've had you know podcast. We're talking about kind of the the summer, the body in the summertime, fine, but we've had you know for those who who are just joining us and just joining, you know, listening to our podcast, you know, go back and check us out. Cause you've, you'll hear about the vaccines. You'll hear about black history. You'll hear about RBG and you'll hear about, you know, rights and you'll hear about love and you'll hear about, you know, so there's a lot of things. And so, you know, this podcast is, um, as Sia puts it a lot of times is, you know, definitely diversity and inclusion. And that diversity applies to the number of subjects that we, 
look to cover. So I also think that once, you know, if we listen to ourselves a year from now, um, we'll be in, you know, different places as well. And, uh, you know, I look forward to it continuing. Yeah. So, um, so we're, you know, for our fans and people who do listen to us and take an hour out of your time a week, which I know is, is a big deal, right? Time never, the only thing you can't get back is time. So we appreciate the fact that you do that, but you know, by no means are we 300, 400 pounds sitting over here, you know, but I do think that you got to try to strive to be the best you that you can be. Right. And um, while you are in this time where you have time to really do self care and love yourself and, you know, consider new habits that you can form right while you're at home, because that's the thing about this diet if I tried to do bright line eating and I was working outside of the home, I don't know that I'd be that successful. And the likelihood that I would give in to something like that gets brought into the office is probably 80%, right? Or somebody's like, Oh, I brought you a coffee. Like if you bring me a coffee, I'm probably going to drink it. Right. So the fact that you're just home and you have like a pretty much controlled environment, no excuse. Just like seize it, grab it and do what you got to do and then be out of it and be like, like if you eat a donut when you're out of it and like you can work out or and then it's gone. Right. So listen, that before you before you go, I wanted to I wanted to ask this question. You I'm glad you just said what you said. So how long does it does this last? Is this like this is the way what it's going to be from now forever? Or is it, yeah, or is it yeah, are you on like an intensive thing and then you'll kind of get to a, a place and then you'll kind of level out and be and no, kind of so a little bit? The reason why she doesn't call it a diet is it's eating for life, right? It's bright line eating. This is how you do it. So and once you begin it in the maintenance phase and you lose the weight you want, you get to increase like your grains and you increase some of your protein and other things, which means that you end up being able to eat more food if you so desire. For me, I don't know that I'll ever want to eat more food because my issue isn't the abundance of food. Although I think I never really knew what my portions should be. So this is a great way to teach me of what four ounces actually really looks like. But, But I do think that once I get to the maintenance phase, I would like to maintain the majority of how I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if I want to eat tacos, right, then right. I eat tacos on Tuesday. Right. If that's I right. want to have right. a, a drink or whatever, then I have a drink. Right. But that one drink and that is not going to throw you whole... taco isn't. Yeah. yeah. It might make me gain a pound or two, but that's easy to work off. Right. right. It's very right. easily. As long as I'm doing my Peloton or doing my walk. Right. Oh, I, I got can... another question. I got another question. Well, before we, we finish up, is it. Is the goal the way it looks or is the goal how much it weighs? So for me, I don't really get, I don't usually get on scales. I don't really care about scales like that. I've Mm -hmm. never cared about scales. It's really about how I feel in my body and my clothes and um, how I feel I look. I think at every weight I've ever been, I'm, I exude some kind of confidence that it's almost like even if I gain 10, 20 pounds, I, I like I don't really even 
I'm not really even mentally doing that because I don't get on the scale. Like, I don't even know. I could be, I could be like not cute to people. I would not even know it. And that's probably a good way to live. (laughs) Right. right. So I'm not married to a number on a scale. Absolutely not. That's right. Um, I like to be, I like to, you know, look the way I want to look. I like to take pictures and be like, Oh, you look girl, you look cute. You know what I mean? Or like just feel good in my skin. And mostly I want to make sure that I'm healthy because I'd like to be here a long time, a longer time. And I don't want another pandemic or any other kind of situation scenario hit here where I'm at high risk because I have morbidities. Yep. Yeah. Because I have high blood pressure at this point and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, losing the weight could, I mean, mine's genetic, so I don't know it'll ever go away, but the truth of the matter is the better off I am, the the better off if, if three months from now or whatever, I'm looking the way I want and my blood pressure is under control and I don't need to take medication all the time or whatnot. I, I That's a win all the way yeah. around. So it's not about the scale for me. What about you? For me, it's about, I'm the same way. I, I, um, I do. I am conscious of the scale now, but I don't think I've ever really been before. And I think that for me, it just how it looks, you know, and that's why I said I was talking earlier about how the, you know, the the kind of resistance training and some of the working out has to be part of my my plan just because I, you know, muscles have to be, you know, I don't, I don't like sag. I don't like that. You know, I'm, I'm 47. So shit is harder to get back to where, you know, where I want to be than it used to be. I remember 22, 25, 26, you know, 27. You know, if I if I neglected the gym for a while and came back two weeks later, I'm I'm back in in shape these days is not a you know, isn't it's slow motion and I got to be consistent about it. So that's why I was talking about how much I dig the uh, kind of the mental part of this whole thing. Um, So, yeah, so not not, I have a number in my mind. I won't say it, say it out loud, but I have a number in my mind. But I I do. um I do feel like for me, the most important thing really is, like you said, is the health. Like I want to I, I like to get off some some blood pressure medicine myself. I'd like to, yeah. you know, I, I like to be a little bit more agile. I like to, you know, I like to be able to move a little bit. I want to, you know, I mean, I think that if you get to a point where you and I'm not at that point, but I've seen folks and talked to people about this whole thing. And, and you at a point where you can't run full speed. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you know, you can't hold yourself on a, you know, what if you fell off a ledge and you had to hold yourself? I, I've, off I, ledge? But I've never, listen, I would have been dead even I'm if thinking, I I'm I'm thinking I never could hold but, myself but, up. Hey, look, 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 but you know, if, if somebody's got to be able to snatch you up too, you know, if you, if I'm, if I'm too much for somebody, Listen, they can still snatch. Yeah. I'm I'm only five foot two. You could that's you can right. So you me. can be snatched. I, I'm. I, it's going to take a, a couple <laughs> cats to get me up off, back on the ledge. But I'm. I'm just saying. So I think that yeah. it's, you know, for me, it's it's the agility. It's the you know, kind of you know, being able to be sporty and to be fit and to you know that kind of thing and be healthy. Um, I'm very conscious, especially since we've been doing this podcast and all the subjects we've talked about. I'm very conscious about the whole comorbidity thing and and the precon you know preconditions and those things that um, you know. So I'm, I think, like you said earlier, I think that I am my mortality is very clear to me and my and and you know my um, humanness and you know and then like I said, you know, I'm conscious about. Um, my age, but not in the fact that I feel old because I don't at all. I just 
know that, you know, it, it, you know, I can't take time for granted. Like I might've been able to, as a, you know, as a younger. Listen, I don't know why you don't feel old. I mean, one thing I'm thankful for is I have worked out my entire life, probably since I was 15. So the mobility part of it, you know, it doesn't matter if whatever I've gained, I've been pretty good at still, you know, I still run, I can still jog, I still do all of whatever. So that didn't really impact me as much. I, um, you know, I, to me, the, the, the thing is, is that I, I think it's just about um, when I'm doing all those things, like how over time, what on my joints and my body, yeah, like how, how is that going to be when I'm 70, right? When it isn't as easy for me to go, you know, around or I'm not doing exercise or Pilates. I do Pilates too. I have a Pilates uh, machine upstairs, so I do Pilates. Yeah. So, but, but what, if what, and I do that, not just because Pilates is a good lean workout, yeah, right? Like a whole real housewives of, uh, of somewhere's, uh, gym in your house. You got the Peloton, you got the, the Pilates machine, you got yoga mats. Well, I, don't have the, I don't have the one with the top bars, but I do have one of the, the Pilates, uh, you know, reformers, um, yeah. the bottom part. Um, because the thing is, is that um, Pilates is the lazy girl or lady, lazy guys, whoever wants to do Pilates way to fitness, in my opinion, because a lot of it, you're laying down on your right. back. Some of it, you're, you're not, but, but it, it's good for your joints. Most right. okay, your mobility it. in your joints and the way you're able to move through. Um, and so it, it's like, for me, I've incorporated it in the last couple of years because it makes me feel, um, I don't know. It just makes me feel like I can move easier because boy, I do feel old. Cause when I work out hard or I haven't worked yeah. out and I try to get back on it, like I'm, I'm a crazy person. Like I'll be like, haven't done, you know, a class in the week. And one of my friends will be like, you want to jump on this one? It'll be a 60 minute class. I'll do it. I'll finish it. But boy, at the end, I'll be like, Oh my goodness, what, girl! Was the Epsom salt? You need the Epsom salt and the and the Bengay and the sports yeah, cream like, and all the stuff to try and yeah allow you to be just able to make sure to yeah that I could get out the bed in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm old. Yeah. Oh, I feel I I feel that I feel that definitely and and yes, uh, oh goodness gracious! That I think that's also that's also a big fear. I think of a lot of people um, that are looking to get into you know especially getting. In, more fit and getting to working out and stuff like that at certain times of their lives is that, man, I'm afraid to be sore. <laughs> People are afraid yeah. to be sore and that soreness is no joke. And you got to get past that soreness in order to even, you know, get to the next step. So anyways, there's so many more things obviously around this topic that we can, we can discuss and talk about. And we'll, we'll uh, be providing you guys with, with a check-in, you know, in a, in a few months and, you know, holding ourselves accountable. Hopefully we have some good news. Sia is already on, on the, on the fast track. I need to catch up. Um, but we're going to get, we're going to get that and we'll let you guys know how we're doing on it. But thank you so much. I mean, maybe at the end we'll post our summertime five pics. Ah, there you go. There you go. Maybe we will. And I think we should because, um, you know, we want to see you and we want you to see us. So thank you for coming to the, All right. Cogent Code, and uh, talk to you soon. Peace. What you going to? What you going to? What you going to? What you going to? What you going to?